Hello and welcome to the Poster Podcast. This is Cyrus Rogers. I'm with Counter Chama. As always, Counter, how are you? I'm great. It's all happening. I'm excited. It really is incredible when you think about what happens when the season ends, the draft ends, and, and you know free agency starts to kick into gear. So we're going to be talking about all of the, the free agency um, rumors, some of the, the trade requests. There's a big story, obviously, with Kevin Durant happening at the moment. Um, man, in fact, that's, that's the biggest story in the NBA right now. Um, but then we also have um, things we need to cover from you know contracts that have been signed. Um, there's, there's a whole heap of stuff, but the cherry on top of the cake is also the post-up awards, the posties. Kounda and I will be going through our end-of-season awards that are kind of ridiculous, but always fun. So Kounda, um, we're going to get into it. Let me just give everybody our social media handles first and foremost. Uh, you can get in touch with us um, on Twitter at, at @postuppodcast, on Instagram at postupzone, on Facebook at postupzone as well. And you can also go to postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We want to thank our partners, supersport.com, Betcoza, and the Podhouse. Kounda. Um, yes, sheesh. let's start with the biggest news of it all. And, and that's Kevin Durant requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. Okay, I actually um, thought you'd save that to last. No, we that. can't. We can't. We're giving everybody the meat and the potatoes, maybe even a little bit of side salad as well. Kevin Durant wants out of the Nets. What is going on? Uh, Cyrus, it, it, it's all about um, unfulfilled expectations, I think. And, I, and, and, and if you remember, uh, going to the East was a move led by one Kyrie Irving. Remember, originally, they were supposed to wind up at the New York Knicks for some reason. That was the big rumor. Mm-hmm. Then they, they wound up at the Little Brothers, uh, uh, Little Brothers in inverted commas, <laughs> yeah. down the road uh, at the Barclays Center uh, at the Brooklyn Nets, right? And it was supposed to be like, okay, dude, we, we, we're now going to form this great team in the East, uh, probably win a chip together. Then I, I, I think uh, Kyrie's uh, sense of being unreliable yeah, has affected uh, Kevin Durant uh, big time. So first of all, Kyrie decided that he has his own beliefs and doesn't want to get vaccinated, and he ended up missing a whole bunch of games. And that didn't seem to bother him, but it bothered everybody else. And then there was the James Harden arrival, which was going to create this three-headed monster, yeah. the Brooklyn Nets. And we don't really know the full story there, but I've got a feeling that Kyrie's availability played a big role in James Harden saying, well... That, that seems to be what the stories th- th- are. I mean, this, is, this is not what I expected, so yeah. he bounced. And I didn't wound, sign up for this. Yeah, and he bounced and wound up in Philly, and then they, they, they get Ben Simmons, uh, uh, Seth Curry, and, and, and uh, who did they get as well? Andre Drummond yeah. as the, you know, the, the top-line guys that they got. And then Ben Simmons comes with his own issues, and then yeah. James Harden... I, I mean, I think KD's like, I mean, what's really going on here? And, and then... Yeah. Come postseason, they get swept by the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Cyrus, I think KD was sitting there like, I miss Golden State. <laughs> I don't even know about that. He misses winning. He misses okay, winning. Maybe I'm, he did. You know, all the drama that came with, with Golden State. And we'll talk about Draymond Green a, a little bit later. But yeah. but but the thing is, and, and I agree with you on a lot of those points. It seems to be what the, 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 the narrative seems to be out there in terms of Kevin Durant just seems to have had enough of the organization. Specifically, not necessarily just the drama that was happening around Kyrie, uh-huh. but all, all in terms of his availability, yeah. but with regards to not even committing to him from a contract perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back, where it was like, okay, look, you know what? This is just too much. I want out. I can't handle this anymore. Mm-hmm. Considering that KD himself is part of the reasons why there's so much drama in the first place. Because 
it is him and Kyrie who went together. They yeah. wanted to try and build something in Brooklyn and make yeah. something special happen there. And uh, and I think that the the franchise has done everything that they could to make sure KD in particular was happy, mm. including giving him a new contract mm-hmm. that he that contract extension that he signed for four years. Now he's like, yeah, I got that contract done, but I'm just enough of this. I can't take it anymore. I want out. And so, you know, you're now in a space where Brooklyn has to look at what they really are and, and what they want to be because they don't have draft picks. They they chucked everything to get James Harden because that was a player that KD and Kyrie wanted. Yeah. So then once James Harden wanted out because of, of, of Kyrie's issues, um, and, and reportedly, um, you know, you, you start looking and say, so we, we basically leveraged our future against something that has just not panned out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just gone downhill from there, from injuries to, you know, not to non-availability and all of that stuff. So Kevin Durant then um, says, yes, I'm going to bounce and uh, you better make it something that, well, he's asked them to, to, to put him on a team, one of the few teams that he wants to go to. One of those being the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one were, uh, reportedly was um, Miami Heat. the Miami Heat. So when you look at those destinations, yes, you can understand KD's clearly feeling he needs a few more stars to make things work because he wants to win chips and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there real, I mean, I, I just don't know if the, there's a huge appetite to sign KD. There's no question. Yeah. No question whatsoever. Um, but do those places as destinations necessarily work for the Nets, depending on what they want to do going forward? Because they could get picks from the Suns, as mm-hmm. well as a couple of the young players like uh, Mikel Bridges um, mm-hmm. and and potentially even Cam Johnson. And that changes the complexion of that Suns team yeah. from being pretty good defensively to being okay defensively, uh, but without as much depth. But they have two great scorers in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Um would that be the best move for him, do you think? Uh, would that be the best move for him? Maybe, but would that be the best move for the team? Cyrus, let's go back a little bit. I wanted to ask mm. you how much you think the sweep played a part as well in making him want to bounce. I must say, you know, like I was thinking about that uh, when this this news came through and I was like, okay, fine. You've got the Kyrie contract stuff. You've got the Kyrie vaccine refusal stuff. And then Kyrie's there. Mm-hmm. They've had to let go of James Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, you look at Ben Simmons not playing. So they were kind of hamstrung. And then they get swept. I mean, I, has Kyrie, I don't think KD had ever been swept before. I, I don't think, uh, has Kyrie been swept before? Well, well, I don't, may, may, yeah. yeah, he was in the finals uh, yeah. by KD himself with the Warriors, right? Yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa. Um, so, you know, it's one of those, I don't know, no, no, so, no. So, he, 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 uh, I don't think he was at the Cavs at that time. Had he, had he gone to Boston at that time? Yeah, I think so. So, so anyway, uh, Cyrus, th- this is my take. He goes to um, to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So, so we say it's going to be him. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be Devin Booker, mm-hmm. and, and we assume CP3 stays, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, he's, he's going to be there, yeah. So, so they got this sort of three-headed monster, but, mm-hmm. but then they sacrifice some of their depth. Yeah. Wouldn't that create just another... Uh, Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn again. situation. Where, where, it's where, it's where, possible. Where they've got Kyrie, who is Devin Booker, you yeah. know, just for argument's sake. Yeah. Then, they've got, then you've got uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. And then CP3 would be like a seasoned vet. You're like a Patty Mills, huh? Well, no. <laughs> a, 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 a better Patty yeah. Mills. No, but you I get you. I get you. you understand I get what I mean. your point. So won't that be more or less the same? And won't he get frustrated after one or two seasons? Well, uh, for one, Devin Booker definitely thinks the earth's round. 
and um, <laughs> and but, I but, think but, you but, play. But he can't outball Kyrie. Oh, I don't know about <laughs> outballing. Um, you know, take it how you want. There's no way Devin Booker can outball Kyrie, COVID vaccination or not. Um, that's your opinion. I do think, though, that the one thing about it, because you're looking at handles, you're looking at at, at, at source, you're looking at scoring. Kyrie has all of those things, but Kyrie also comes with not uh, always being available during the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at, at times, having some sort of disruptive influence within the team itself. Look at what happened with James Harden. There are players on that Nets roster who haven't we haven't heard from. And we've he- only heard stories about how the locker room was unhappy with what was happening with Kyrie. So... Mm-hmm. Yes, you can say yes. Does, uh, you know, Kyrie will outball Devin Booker, but mm-hmm. the reality is, Devin Booker will always be there unless he's actually injured. And Kyrie also has injury issues as well. Let's mm-hmm. not forget that. So I think that KD looks at this and says, "It's a younger guy, very committed to what he needs to do, and these guys are hungry to win." Kyrie doesn't seem to be that hungry to win. Maybe because he's got a chip, but that's another story for another. But that's that's exactly it. Podcast. I think that's it. I was thinking about that too, in the sense that, and and let's talk about the Kyrie Irving side of this as well, because mm-hmm. yes, he opted into his contract, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to stick around because the Nets now are like, okay, fine, let's see what we can do to try and trade you. They okay. already tried that before he signed, and uh-huh. there wasn't uh, there weren't that many yeah. players uh, teams interested yeah. in, in signing him. So, you know, trying to find. Um, Something for Kyrie is also a job for for Sean Marks, the um, so, the, the GM. So maybe this is a telltale sign. Maybe mm-hmm. KD knows that they're trying to ship out uh, a Kyrie. He's uh, known for a while. So he's like, I'm not sticking around. James left. Then when they get rid of Kyrie, I- I'm left with a supporting cast that I'm not really But this was supposed with. to be his team. Who? KD. Like when him and Kyrie went there at the same time. Yeah. But the reality is... This was always Kevin Durant's team. Mm-hmm. Kyrie was his buddy who was there, who was also going to be a great foil in order to try and win something. Yeah, And now he's bailed. He's basically said, you know what? You can keep your team. I'd rather go and be um, on another team where I'm part of the team as opposed to just the leader of that team. Okay. I always thought it was the other way around. Like there were core leaders, like core captains on, on this Kyrie team. been talking that jazz all this time. The yeah. reality was you can't be a leader if you're not even leading. Well, like, but he led the move, and and and, and Kevin followed right to the east. But but look, that's not, neither here nor there because at the moment both of them seem very unstable. Out. <laughs> out. That's <laughs> basically out. it. They want out, and and that's also okay. So I, I, I think uh, personally, though, uh, I know before we labor on too much on the KD story that uh, I think he works better in Miami. Um, Miami just don't seem to have the pieces. That's the sad uh, part. You know, and and uh, the reality is KD might fit into the system that they have there. Um, and he might buy into a lot of the hard work that they put into to, to the way they play. Mm. Um, but I think the other thing is, what do they have to give up in order to get him? That's the thing. And, and you know, I see people talking about, yeah, Tyler Hero because of the, the, you know, the package. But does Tyler Hero make the Nets feel happy? You know? They'd they'd be they'd push for somebody like Bam to come in in the opposite direction. Yep. And when you look at the Heat, I don't see them saying, "Yeah, Bam, we're, we're we'll looking to let him go." So you know, it, it's it's a really interesting scenario, and we, I can't wait look, to see look, what happens. Stranger things have happened, and and and, and I reckon uh, I, I'm just gonna put it out there. Remember the last superstar that took his talents to South Beach? I'm just saying. 
Yeah, well, you know, I like how you bring LeBron into these things, and 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 you know, your love for the guy is is immense. I, I mean, if he did go to Miami, it would be a great fit, and and potentially, you know, as uh, long as they move the right pieces. Yeah, because you get rid of Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, and, yeah, and and then you're left with you're like, Kyle uh, Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and 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 Kevin Durant, which is not a bad combination, but um, I don't know if it's enough to 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 win a championship. If you've got to fit um, Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday in the conference, if the Celtics get any better, mm. so it's one of those where where does KD go? He could go west again and, and change things. Okay. I think the last point about the KD stuff is the Nets don't have to do what suits KD. He has no leverage in this. Okay, he's he's on a four year deal. They have to look for the best deal possible for them. Mm-hmm. So if they think that the best deal is coming from New Orleans, if KD wants, doesn't want to be a NOLA, that's going to be on him to sort that out with NOLA and not for, for the Nets to, 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 um, to, to try and appease Kevin Durant. They'll sure try thing. to be um, diplomatic. Exactly. But the reality is they need to know what their future holds. And I think that's where I started this conversation is, is it one of those? And this is the conversation that's happening everywhere. Do the Nets feel like, okay, fine, whatever haul we get for Kevin Durant, could it make us contenders? I don't think they'll have the, the the right kind of players that they'll be able to bring in in order to do that. And if not, are they going to go full tank mode and try and bring in young pieces or or you know build a young team together? Because the reality is, as much as we've you know talked about Ben Simmons being a non-asset and what have you, he's still on that roster. And mm-hmm. if he comes back and starts to play at a fairly high level, they've got a good central piece to build around in that team. So I think that you know even and we, we, I mentioned Nola. They could trade for for um, you know uh, Brandon Ingram, potentially, um, and and then some pieces. Uh, Heavens, okay. they could even potentially trade Zion Williamson. Uh, not tomorrow. I I, I don't think so. Uh, Look, it's I'm all I'm saying is the possibilities <laughs> are out there. Yeah, the possibilities um, are. Out there. Look, Cyrus, I, I think if Kyrie exits, KD exits. Let's let, let let let's face facts, Cyrus. The, the the Brooklyn Nets would have to go into tank mode, because I'm I'm looking at Ben Simmons. He's unreliable all the way back to his college days. Seth Curry is not Steph Curry. Paddy Mills is not as young as he used to be. Joe Harris has been injured for the longest time. They they would do uh, a rebuild, but yeah. I don't think that it would be a rebuild to tank. I think that what they'd probably do is try to get as many young pieces together to form the basis of something that could be good. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you look at um, at at a team, I'm not saying OKC specifically, but, mm. you know, they've got a lot of young guys who will come up together. Sure then. Right? So they might look at this and say, okay, fine, maybe we get DeAndre Ayton um, to come uh, in the opposite direction. Ayton and, and Simmons could do some work together, but then they'll need to get some players around them. You can yeah. bring in a, somebody like a Colin Sexton, for instance, right, who um, isn't necessarily um, the, the, the biggest star, mm-hmm. but, you know, has showed a lot of promise. Lonnie Walker is available at the Spurs as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots, of, there's lots of different pieces they could bring in to build something, but I don't think it would be a contender. Is that, that's the point no. we're, we're uh, both making. Look, look, yeah, you've mentioned some impressive youngsters, but... Not the kind that would take you to a conference final. But then again, most would have said the same about the Boston Celtics last season, right? And and all I'm saying is it really comes down to what the Nets want to do. Yeah. What is the what do they feel they can get out of this deal in order to take them to being a good franchise again in the future? Not the distant future, but the relatively close future. Um so we've talked about Kevin Durant. That's at, at th- we could we could do this for a, probably a full hour and a half. We won't though. 
Um, and, and I think everybody would be grateful for that. <laughs> what I want to do now is talk about some of the big free agent signings. Yeah. Because there's been some, well, I say big free agent signings, but rather the contracts and, and the extensions that have happened. And, you know, mm-hmm. when we talk about the extensions, we have to start with the biggest contract in NBA history, Kaunda Chama. Eclipsing the biggest deal before that, which I think was the James Harden deal, and that's mm-hmm. the Nikola Jokic deal. Um, it's five years, two hundred sixty-four million dollars supermax contract. If you um, want the Joker, you must pay the price. Uh, well, definitely, <laughs> and and they have. I mean, that is that is an astounding, an astounding number, two hundred sixty-four million dollar contract. Um, I mean, but worth every penny, right? Look, Cyrus, what, what the guy brings to, to, to a team, his efficiency levels, he, his skills levels, basketball IQ, what, what he's managed to do, you know, he's an MVP. Uh, Cyrus, what, what, what more would you want? I mean, other great players have gotten max yep. contracts. Uh, some players who, who um, one, one plays at the Utah Jazz, I won't say his name. <laughs> you can say the name. There are no Voldemorts here. Initials MC uh, have <laughs> had great contracts, and then you wonder, but how did they negotiate that? But with, with Jokic, uh, you, you see what he does. But but uh, there's been a lot of chatter on some of the other podcasts about contract stuff, which is really, really great because, in essence, sometimes teams feel, okay, fine, we've had a guy for a long time. They're eligible, a very big contract, and they almost feel obligated to do that. And so, like, Mike Conley, as you didn't want to say his name, but mm-hmm. he was worth that contract when he was at the Grizzlies. Was and he? Then, and then when he was at the Jazz, they had the money and they just paid him, mm-hmm. which was a bad move to begin with, right? But it is what a lot of these teams do is that they, they try to pay the guys who are, they, they feel have been good to them, yep. not necessarily just trying to cause ructions going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Nikola Jokic deserves this contract. Two-time MVP, back-to-back. Yep. I mean, he's such a unique player. What the Nuggets need to do, though, is make sure that they can build something special around him, mm-hmm. and that they they've done that in for you know the, the the best part. But injuries have obviously curtailed a lot of their development going forward. So you know, let's see what happens with Jamal Murray coming back. Let's see what happens with Michael Porter Jr. Maybe there are other moves they can make. I mean, they've already um, brought in the likes of Kentavious Coldwell Pope and Ish Smith. Yay. Um, in in, <laughs> Look, in a deal uh, with uh, the Wizards, uh, off the bench, off the bench, those guys are cool, okay. but they don't necessarily have a lot of wiggle room when it comes to money because they've paid Murray, they've paid MPJ, and mm-hmm. so this is this is basically it. They're saying our core guys have got to deliver. This is yeah. what we're going with, and and that's okay. Um, I just think that they they might be a few pieces short, especially if Kevin Durant ends up in the West, mm. um, and then that muddies the waters completely for a lot of teams. Um, one of the other uh, extensions Cyrus. is. Kevin Durant wound up in the East. That didn't muddy too many waters. Let, let's just keep it real. Ooh, nice. One, nice. One, one, one king does not mess up a whole globe. Made, uh, you know. If Kevin Durant goes to the Phoenix Suns, does that make them worse? No, it depends on who they get rid of, right? And this is the <laughs> thing. I think that Kevin Durant on any of the teams in, in, in the West who are contenders mm. would definitely be no, no, an he, upgrade. Depending on what they have to let go of to get him, yeah. because because we've seen this before, where you get lo- uh, rid of a, a whole bunch of pieces for a superstar, then you realize we've just messed up our entire depth. And then, yeah, look, I mean, he's a I'm human being; you. he can do so much. Because anyway, let's not let I, me not I'm hate on Kevin Durant. It's coming through. He's a great player, but you keep uh, putting it as if if he goes to the West and goes to a contender, wow, everybody run for the hills. No, he okay, he has been swept. 
He has. <laughs> so is LeBron James. But right. nobody's talking about him as being a bad player. Anyway, they, they, you let's talk move about on. him being a bad player all the time. <laughs> I don't. I you just do. say sometimes LeBron James has some issues that uh, we won't go into in this podcast. So, Jock Morant. He's yes. the next one who gets a massive extension. Deservedly so. I mean, it's insane. $231 million. Yep. Um, as he said in his Instagram post, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's good money. Carl yeah. Anthony Towns also gets an extension, $224, uh, $224 million. Just let's, let's get that right. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a really big money calendar. You know, I no, see this stuff no. and I'm like, these teams are definitely, they're sticking by their best players. And, like, and who, who, who's the heart and soul of the Memphis, I mean, of the Minnesota Timberwolves? It's, it's Carl Anthony Towns. Mm. And you, yeah, yes, he is. You, you want yes, to hold on to him. You, you don't want to play games. I mean, next thing Cat wants out of, uh, you know, Minnesota and who you got left. Yeah, oh. Well, you got you got Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards. You got Ant-Man. That's what I was going to say. Ant Man is, is a youngster compared yeah. to, to, to. No, definitely. To Carl Anthony Towns. I, you say the heart and soul, and yes, Carl Anthony Towns has been that. But yeah. I'm starting to feel like this is slowly becoming Anthony Edwards's team, um, and and I think the, the the Timberwolves might be looking at this saying, yes, we've got to put him on this this contract, mm-hmm. we keep him sweet, and if we need to move him, we'll move it. As, uh, this is Cat uh, uh-huh. at some point, but it's a great deal for him. Um, let's talk to uh, a little bit about some of the other deals that have come through, which are also really interesting because you've got um, basically Jalen Brunson moving to the Knicks. It's pretty much done, right? Yep, and. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about this calendar. I really don't know. I mean, I think I read four years, a hundred million. Um, wow! Look, pe- people need to 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 get paid, right? I mean, um, you, they you, do. You, I mean, Devin Booker, two twenty-four million over four years. Look, people are getting paid. You also need to get on that paid bus, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get you. Don't be out I get there you. sitting in a room making podcasts and. But but this goes back to <laughs> making minor figures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was a swipe at us or other people, but um, straight uh, swipe uh, at us. <laughs> <laughs> I swiped myself, Cyrus. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Well, here we go. Somebody needs. Offer us the bag. Uh, we're available. <laughs> but I look at the Jalen Brunson deal, though, and, and I yeah. think, is this good business for the Knicks? He's a good player, but he's not a star player. Could he become a superstar player? I don't think so. Um, and so the Knicks are looking at this and saying, okay, fine, we've got a point guard mm-hmm. um, to go alongside R.J. Barrett. Yeah, because Kemba's out. Yeah, he, oh, he's long gone. Yeah, Kemba's out, so they, they, they needed to, to, to replace that yeah. position, right? Yeah. So at that price, though. Um, anyway, look, I, I'm not going to hate on it. It's just a really interesting contract, and, and good for Jalen Brunson. He's worked his way to that, right? Mm. And and somebody who's also worked their way to it is Gary Payton II, um, who has just it's it's reported that he's 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 probably going to accept um, a three year, twenty eight million dollar deal with the Portland Trailblazers. I mean. For a guy who was he was applying for a job as a video coordinator at the Warriors before yep. they gave him this playing contract, now he wins a championship and he was a he was exceptional in the finals when he came back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now he's getting paid and, and going to Portland. I mean, it's such a such a great story for him. A big loss for the Warriors, though. Yeah, absolutely, but Cyrus, it just goes to you know persistence, resilience. Mm. You know, there's that cliche that it, you know persistence pays off and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, these are the stories when you look at a guy like. Gary Payton, and and one day you look back and say, "Wow, he could have given up." Yeah, he really, could, he, he could be in the in in the MCR, the main control room right now. You know, <laughs> selecting yeah. uh, camera angles. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, or but sitting in a back room somewhere, going through. 
taped so that he can show it to the other players. Yeah. So look, Cyrus, it just goes to show you if if, if you have that vision, you have a mission, you you know you have that dream, you, you can make it happen. No, definitely. And and this, I think what I like about uh, GP two is that. He, he has worked his tail off to get to where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to be part of that championship winning team last season was really, really spectacular. Mm-hmm. And that storyline, because even after getting injured in the game against the Memphis Grizzlies, it almost seemed as if his season was over. Then he comes back, plays so well in the finals and gets paid. And, and this Portland Trailblazers team now yep. really look as if they are going to be on something special because you've got the defense that they've needed a little bit more of. Um, he can score a little bit. He's a good cutter, um, Gary Payton the second. But then they've also uh, brought in Jeremy Grant, who's going to be there. They're going to hold on to Yusuf Nurkic, who I feel they should have let go of. But and then Anthony Simons is another one who signed a, a, a big contract extension for 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 the Blazers. And I think that's going to be what's what's intriguing for them. We saw Dame. You, here we are back on KD. Post that Instagram post of of, of him with KD and in Blazers jerseys. <laughs> I don't know how the Blazers. Would would try they don't have the picks but uh, they could try and throw everybody uh, to try and get KD and so they'll court. have a two-man team yeah but you know <laughs> they've had that before um and and got to a conference finals you know with, with well, a, I guess a relatively that. two-man team um but there's some other interesting moves here i mean okay look maybe not big money or big name moves mm-hmm. but but it's interesting to see like Carl anderson has moved to the the, the minnesota timberwolves from from the Memphis Grizzlies. Yep. That's that's no small move. Uh, JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee uh, to, the Mavs. to the Mavs. I mean, that's good. And then Juan Toscano Anderson agrees a deal with the Lakers. Well, you know how the Lakers do. They're like, <laughs> yeah, let's just get someone new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's just get someone new. Look, I, and I, I don't want to hate. I don't want to hate. I have hated a lot, but I don't want to hate. You, you uh, maybe hate. I should we, hate we, a little bit. We we understand you. You hate, and uh, yeah, that's who you are. In fact, but, I was talking about Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker apparently is signing a one-year contract with the Lakers. Yeah, well, you know, we, we no longer have the likes of Malik Monk, so we yeah, have to, he's gone to the Kings. We, we have to keep uh, you know filling in those gaps. So no, it's it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's really really interesting um, because this free agency season. I mean, we're just at the beginning of it. Things are going to change as we progress. But it's it's interesting to see where people uh, end up, and also what this might mean for for people's title runs, where they see themselves going forwards, whether mm-hmm. or not these teams actually um, decide that they're going to you know really just go tankathon. Because there's Victor Wembanyama, who's um, apparently in in the draft next year, the French kid who just looks insane. He looks insane, and everybody's going to be in the Wembanyama uh, sweepstakes. Um, okay. I'm seeing. Um, Is the NBA ready? Oh man, he is. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'll, he's I'll been playing. He's that. been playing professionally in France. He's yeah. been playing in the French league. the The biggest issue I have had over the last couple of seasons, though, is players who come from the French league haven't necessarily seen their game translate to to the NBA. Um, and some of these guys uh, come in as as young draft picks, and they just haven't um, haven't kicked on. Um, I'm thinking of of, of, of Frank Nilekina. Um, yeah, Frank Nilekina, um, the guy at the, at, at the De- uh, Detroit Pistons, uh, who they they. Um, they drafted fairly recently. You know, there's so many of these teams where you're like, okay, hang on a second. Who is this guy? Will he be something special? And the French guys just haven't quite made that jump. Um, Look, the, the likes of uh, Boris Jao and uh, Nicola Batum. And, and but they came l- a, l- a l- little l- later, Let's right? not forget about Tony Parker. You know, 
They, yeah, they, they, uh, good they, players. They, they, they good do players. Well. They do well. But, but they weren't... I think what I'm seeing is that when the guys come across as youngsters, uh-huh. they don't necessarily have... They're not playing at that high level consistently. Um, like, obviously, Boris Jao, great player. Tony mm-hmm. Parker, incredible player. But I don't remember them being there at like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's the key thing for me is that there's just a, a step that's, that's, that's sort of been missed. There's like a level that they need to, they might be like a year behind. Isn't, um, isn't Sammy Ojale a French player? Or was that Gershon Yabusele? Uh, uh, Gershon Yabusele. Was it Yabusele that's, yeah. that's a French player, right? Yeah. All right. All um, right. And so these are the guys that I'm talking about, you know. And, and, and I think, I mean, I don't want it to be that I'm hating on the, on the French players because I, I love my brothers. No, but you, you, only hate, seen... you only hate on LeBron. Yeah, Le- LeBron. <laughs> he brings it on himself. It's Killian Hayes who I was talking oh, about, Killian by Hayes, the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's one of those where I think that there, there must be huge optimism for, for the likes of Victor Wembanyama last uh, next season because mm-hmm. he's got all of the things that, that could make him a really special player. But um, but I think expectations need to be tempered a bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how people have been looking at Chet Holmgren yeah. and being like, yeah, he could be, but we don't know what he will be. Look, I, I think with Chet, unfairly, they're looking at his size. Yeah, I mean, the NBA is full of, of fairly heavy big guys, yeah, not just tall guys. Not just tall guys, but look, hey. My my main man uh, Manute Ball came in and represented. So oh, most deaf. Ne- 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 never look down on a guy who's not quite as heavy <laughs> as Shaq or, or even yep. uh, Hakeem Olajuwon or you know Karl Malone and them. But but look, we'll, we'll see. Chet's young; he's coming in and he, he's got a point to prove. And I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's great to see some of these young African talents. You know, like Mo, uh, Mo Bamba re-signing mm-hmm. with the Magic. I mean, they might still move him. I think. But um, but it's it's good to see these guys get deals. Uh, there's one for for Victor Oladipo as well. Yeah, eleven um, um, eleven million to return to the Heat. I I, I can use eleven million. Oh. I'm sure Victor can too. Yeah, I think we all could. <laughs> we all could. Lou Dort re-signing um, with the Thunder. I, okay. I love that for the Thunder. Lou Dort is a really really no. Good, Lou Dort is a is, is a great player. I like I like his energy, Cyrus. He's he's such a presence offensively and defensively. No, he is. He is Joe Ingles uh, signs with the Bucks. Jingling Joe Ingles. You know it. You know it. Wow. That that's a really interesting move because I think that where the Bucks fell short last season. Um, was they, they just didn't get enough scoring from a couple of these young guys who yep. were there. Um, and Joe Ingles brings that veteran experience and, and shooting. P.J. Tucker signs a three-year deal with the, the Philadelphia 76ers for $33 million. Becoming quite the journeyman, I see. But uh, At his age. Uh, but the thing is with P.J. Tucker, he plays 10 years younger than he actually is, if you, if you know what I mean, right? In he, some he, ways. He, he, he's quite a, a menace on, on defense, and I think that's what teams like, love about him. Yeah, look, and he, re, he, he rejoins with James Harden, his homie. So, you know, there's a lot about that that, that yeah. we like. But this free agency has been really, really good. Um, and Calendar, mm-hmm. we're, just, we're just at the tip of the iceberg here. <laughs> there's going to be lots more stories. So for all of you out there in post-up land, um, we're going to be bringing a, a, a lot more of this stuff to you. Uh, but I think it's time for us to go to the posties, the post-up awards. Um, Calendar, you know, we always have fun f- with these. And uh, so we've come up with, with, you know, three categories each where we've got to name some players. Dun, dun, so, dun, dun, dun. You didn't even bring the theme music, Cyrus. You're so boring this yeah, season, man. He, he doesn't know what I can do in edit. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's time for the posties. Kaunda. Yes. 
Let's start with you. Do you have a category we can start with? What is the first category you want to talk to? Okay, this is a two-part category, so we're going to start with the, with the first part of this category. Yes. It's the most dramatic team. The most dramatic team. Yes. And, and by drama, we mean, you know, the drama on court, off court, everything that's happening. We mean reality TV. Yeah. Level <laughs> <here>. <laughs> like chucking popcorn at each other, chucking drinks across the room kind of drama. Well, n- not that level, but, you know, close, close, okay, close. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a runner-up in this category or are we going straight to the winners? Let's see. Um, I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to go straight to the winners because uh, I don't think anybody was even close. <laughs> it, was, it was just wow. It was like, what are we going to hear today? And, and to me, the, the, the outright winners, the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. Yes. They, they, they were yes. like, if you just wanted to find out which team was unstable last season, you just go to the Brooklyn Nets. Whether <laughs> exactly. it's Kyrie doing this, uh, KD not being sure, James Harden joining and then leaving. Uh, it being, was it being, was just a mess. Swept. It was a it, it mess. Was just like, signing wow. s- signing Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm wow. with you. Like Brooklyn, <laughs> where Brooklyn, know, at? Where Brooklyn at? <laughs> Look, I, no, I think my posty goes straight to yes. the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm with you on that. And you said it's a two part award, so we've yeah. done team. We must do player. So, do you agree? Is that your number one yes, pick as well? Without without a doubt. We okay. agreed that's it. The uh, most dramatic team, Brooklyn Nets. And I think we have to give the most dramatic player award to um, uh, uh, the joker in the pack, uh, Kyrie Irving. Um, What's how you use that word, joker? I thought you were going at the man, Nikola. No, no need. Like, hey, hey, you know, hey, 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 hey. We, we know that sometimes uh, you get some brilliance with somebody like Kyrie, but you also get some... Uh, some some stuff you gotta just uh, you know some annoyance. suffer through yeah some annoyance that's exactly it so I think most dramatic player probably Kyrie Irving he played like half the games last season came back spoke about how well they're gonna play um, then got swept then there was contract drama then he resigns and opts in or other and um, and yeah the house is still on fire it's like that meme everything's fine <laughs> and there's flames everywhere everywhere yeah look i i tend to agree with that most dramatic player has to go to Kyrie. i think he he held on to news headlines he he held, he held people's attention and and just you know he, he carried his way through throughout the season no he definitely did i think here we do have some runners up right because yes. you know somebody like james harden also at the nets has got to be way up there for for drama Oh, you mean during his tenure? Yes, when he was at the Nets, he was, I mean, we just didn't know what was happening. He ballooned in size, decreased in size. Um, I I do believe that was Photoshop, Cyrus. Okay. So, I mean, look, I I wouldn't put it past people. Like last days of Houston Rockets, (laughs) James Harden, and then then first first day of training camp. Who is that? Yeah, and then, you know, uh, strip club James Harden, you know. Well. I mean, he's, he's a guy who likes to enjoy his life. Yes, Cyrus, one must enjoy that. Any other honorable mentions in there? Yes, your boy Draymond Green. I know you're avoiding him because you're you're a golden state I don't know if he's up there as being most dramatic, but yeah, go for it. I think he he did such a great job in in the final series of of, of podcasting during the finals and Uh just being that guy who didn't care. He he had these technicals. You know, he was just Draymond Green. All that was missing was a knee to someone's groin. You know, like... (laughs) 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 And and, and I like what he did because there were times where I felt... um, Yeah? I felt that uh, Clay was off, even times when Steph was off. The media, you know, because the media is like a 48-hour cycle, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
instead of uh, going into Clay Thompson and trying to bash him down for not performing well, yeah. he's not ready yet back. Draymond actually absorbed a lot of that uh, attention. Mm. And and I think that was cool because he allowed his teammates to recoup and, and, and get back from their yeah. bad games instead of the media just lambasting them. Hey, how could you play like this? You guys have won before, blah, blah, blah. They went all the way to Draymond. What is Draymond talking about today? And I thought yeah. that was a genius move. Look, uh, uh, Jose Mourinho used to do that. Jose Mourinho used to do that. Put because all the Draymond, heat on himself. Draymond is also the special one. Is it the special yeah, one? The chosen yeah, the one? special yes, one. Draymond Jeez. Green is also Draymond the special Green one. Green is the special one. <laughs> I think we've got a new meme. I think we're going to have that. This is going to circulate the globe. Um, okay, so that's our first, our first uh, category done. Let's move on to the next category. Um, most important non-superstar player. So this one's also really kind of controversial because what is a non-superstar? Um, uh, Counter Chama, who is your pick I, for I gotta most run, important I, I gotta, I gotta non-superstar? Okay. I got a runner-up and uh, an outright winner. Yeah. So to me, a non-superstar is somebody who I personally have not, you know, crowned superstar. So before the finals, to me, uh, Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler were not superstars to me, uh-huh. but now they are. Yeah. Okay. You, okay. Seeing what I saw, yeah. how I saw them perform mm-hmm. in the you caught yeah. up to the rest of us. No, <laughs> I, they, they met my high standards. <laughs> they Ooh, met my high. Look standards. Look at that, Counter Chama's so, high standards. I'll tell you two people who are probably going to meet my standards yeah. soon if they continue doing what they're doing. My runner-up is uh, Gary Payton. The okay. second. I, I thought he's not yet a superstar, but Cyrus so he important, was so to the important team, yeah. to the. To the Golden State he's, he's actually my pick for most important. All right, uh, he's my pick for most important uh, because of what he did, especially in the postseason. Mm, mm. Um, I mean, this Warriors team really needed some def- defense, and he's undersized, but man, he played so much bigger than he was. So, Cyrus, yeah, he's that's why he's my pick. Dunking, rebounding, stealing, stealing everything. Cyrus, he was there making his dad proud. Yeah, you know, I, oh Cyrus. But my outright winner has to be one Jalen Brown. I, I think this was a situation when I look at the Boston Celtics, Cyrus, where I was like, Bat- uh, Robin outdid Batman. Okay. If, if okay. You, if you okay. Look no, at I get J- you. I get you. you know, Jalen Brown in the finals. Yeah, Jason versus Tatum, Jason Tatum yeah. being the Batman and, and Jalen Brown yeah. being our Robin. I, I think things flip there where I think uh, if you are a comic uh, fan, you know that. Well, Robin Jaylen became Brown. Nightwing. Yes, Jalen Brown became Nightwing. Yeah, in, in, oh. in this in this look series. at us nerds, yeah. <laughs> nerds of note. But, but, but yeah, you understand, I, he stepped you. up in a big way. He's not somebody you would have spoken about as being a superstar. You don't even do that now. But yeah, he he put up some superstar. He, he's a kind star of performances. player. Yeah, he he's put up star some player. star performances. Yeah. So. My number one is Jalen Brown. Do you have a runner-up to, to Gary Payton? No, no, no. Um, I don't really because, you know, frankly, <sighs> it was all about GP2. Fan. It was all about GP2. <laughs> uh, that's why I even created this category because uh, I had to talk about GP2, and I'm sad to see him go. Um, but, yeah, he, just, just an incredible player. And, and I think that there's a few young players in, in, in this mold who mm-hmm. really are important to their teams um, who will be potentially some people that go forward and make that team even better. Yeah. So I'm not going to look at the rookies because, you know, it's tough. I mean, like somebody like Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. you know, he's he was really, really important for the Raptors this season. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's so far from being a superstar, it's, it's unreal. Um, but we could also talk about Desmond Bain, I think, would actually be a really, really good runner-up yeah. for Desmond me. Desmond Bain in that. Was, was good for the Grizzlies. So, so good. good. Love that guy. Okay. So I mean, even, even Mobley. 
I mean, he, he, even more, but this is like I say with rookies, but, the, it's but these tough. are youngsters, yeah. So, you know, so, you, you know, can't but, be a superstar. I mean, unless you're LeBron, well, he's, James. He's, a, he's a non superstar, yeah, so, exactly. Know. But then again, he's not even he's, a star. he hasn't even had time to become he, he's anything, not even yet. a star, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I think the, let's leave the rookies unless they're called LeBron James or Luka yeah. Doncic or Kevin Durant, or, yeah. you know, those you guys, know. <laughs> Steph Curry, Steph, Steph. As, a, as a rookie, wasn't that guy. I was about to say, even Steph took some time, but yeah, here he is. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so one more category uh, for me is the biggest trade bust. Um, this one is also a tough one because it, I mean, the Nets are sweeping the board in a lot of this stuff. And I think for me, it has to be Ben Simmons. Wow. It went quiet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, though, look, I understand the reasons why he hasn't played, and I understand all of the stuff that has happened. But when you look at what has gone down at the Brooklyn Nets since he moved there, mm-hmm. it's just fallen to pieces, and he contributed very little. There was hope that he'd come back, and then it just never happened. So for me, probably the biggest trade bust of the of the season last season but i'm sure you've got another another option that i'd probably agree with no that's why i went wow because (laughs) we almost said it in unison i almost said ben simmons then you like literally took the words out of my mouth that's why i was like wow do we not like this guy collectively or it's not even a personal thing i actually would love for ben simmons to to be somebody to really live up to the uh, to to the expectations but it's it's the level at which the trade happened and what the returns were for it. I think that's the critical point here. So can I raise you a runner-up? Yes. And you can judge me if you want. I'll judge you, but yes. Kevin Durant. It's interesting that neither of us have said Russell Westbrook because basically he was potentially one of the most talked about players mm. um, from 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 you know this this whole trade um, thing being the worst. And and the fact that we both said um, Ben Simmons is, you know, we've let Russoff hugely, hugely because he played. Ben Simmons didn't play. And I think that's why we've made well, this that, decision. That's why he's a bust, right? But Russell, uh, Russell Wilson, Russell, Russell Westbrook Live played. Russell w- Wilson and Yeah, Lund. shame. Uh, he, he's got nothing <laughs> to do with this. But Russell Westbrook played. Yeah. And we saw him play. Uh, shout out to uh, Leta Mumalo, who uh, is going to be on our necks about this. But yeah, he's, that was a. If there's a bigger bust than that, because they didn't even make the playoffs calendar, Mm-mm. they but, didn't but, make but, the play-in but game. Was, but was that on Rust though? How much of it wasn't? A, a lot, Cyrus. That, that was a collective failure. Even, even LeBron uh, deserves. I mean, deserves some of the blame. Everybody got to catch strays uh, in that one. But dude, let me dude, tell dude, you, dude, it was a. You can't just say it was all on Rust. So, so you think like, that he's not the biggest trade bust? No, I think it's Ben Simmons. I, okay. c- I could even say, uh, it, it, well, the thing is we're looking at last season. That's why, I, uh, but the biggest trade bust to me, second could even be uh, Kevin Durant because as big a profile player as he is, what did he do for the Brooklyn Nets in the last two years? Oh, what did he do? Ooh, he stood on the three-point line. Kyrie too. Kyrie, yeah. what, what did Kyrie do? And look, I get you. I get you. I do. oh, what well. did James Harden do? It's last season. So James Harden potentially would be up there. Yeah, what did James Harden yeah. do? He just yeah. came, tasted the Ran coffee and was like, ah, yeah. I don't and like I'm this out. coffee. I'm out. And I think that's why you could have a couple of, of, of names in that list. So maybe maybe it's unfair to single out Ben Simmons. Maybe yeah. we should say I, Ben I Simmons mean, and James Harden. I, I, I actually even agree with you with, 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 with including uh, Russell Westbrook. Although, although I'm, I'm going to say 
the 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 collapse of the Lakers was not all on him, but he was. He's uh, a central uh, part of, yeah, part of he, that because it it was a he was a trade piece to come and join the mm-hmm. three headed monster, but they gave up again, a heck of a lot for him. Anthony Davis got injured, and but then all all of that stuff. The three headed monster didn't. So, so we better out. we better break out the trophies from the trophy cabinet because we've got a lot of people to give these the, awards the to. Participation yeah, trophies are plenty. Yeah, <laughs> trade bus. Any more posty before we close up the show? Uh, so look, uh, who who was the Flyers dressed uh, player for you? Flyers dressed player. Yes. I can't say I I really looked. If I'm being totally honest, so Flyers. I'm gonna lean on you with this one. Um, you know, off court swag really doesn't mean anything to me because I want to see on court swag. Okay, I, I see you, but for me, I, I think a guy that that really pushed those envelopes was my man Devin Booker. That like he had some interesting <laughs> fits. I will he, say that he had some remarkable. I, I, I even thought at one point, is this guy trying to compete with James Harden and Russell Westbrook? Because some of those fits are like, wow. Like, is he bringing bell buttons back? I, I was like, okay, I, I, okay. I, I gotta give it to Devin Booker. I thought I thought his fits were Look, on point. <laughs> interesting, and, interesting. And, and, and I think he, he he had an old school Chevy. Was that a Chevy? Yes, I remember was that some, some old so, school car that he was we're, rolling. We're even in. putting his car into his fits. Dude, That's how incredible he, this he was. He just had that swag. <laughs> Devin Booker had that swag. It's, okay. it's, it's a pity, you know, the Suns didn't, uh, you know, run it back. Uh, but, you know. What are we going to do? So uh, I give it to do? Devin Booker. Okay. Any other posties? No, nah, I think I'm good. You think you're good? Yes. I'm going to throw one in there. Uh-oh. Just to round off the show. Uh-oh. Best co-host on the Post Up Podcast. Um, I think it's going to go to Counter Chum. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clearly you want something. Maybe I need to buy yes. you lunch. That's it. That's exactly how what I want. Uh, we're going to round off the show there, people. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, here are our, post, our social media handles at Post Up Podcast on Twitter, at Post Up Zone on Instagram, at Post Up Zone on Facebook, and postupzone.com for all things NBA from an African perspective. We'd like to thank our partners, Supersport.com, Bet Coza, and the Pod House, Counter Chama. Thank you so much, friend. Cyrus, uh, that was officially the last one for the season. I think we've had a great run. Yeah, and, we uh, have. Yeah, can't wait to get started on the new ones. I mean, we're going to talk a lot of dub, WNBA. Yeah. Uh, and, and other things, uh, the off-season stuff. So I think uh, I'm still excited. We, You know, we, we, we're just pausing until next week when we start a whole new... The, the NBA season batch. is done. We're going to start looking at other stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's lots more to talk about, but we're closing off the 2021-2022 season. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. From me, Cyrus... And from Kaunda, the best co-host. Yes, indeed. He's going to take his trophy home. It's goodbye and we'll see you next time.